Would you open God's precious holy word to the Revelation chapter 17. Chapters 17 and 18 give an overview of what the seventh bowl of wrath finally accomplishes in the world. Chapter 17 deals with uh, false religion. Chapter 18 deals with a, a worldly system of economic power and so forth. So we're in chapter 17 tonight. We'll begin in verse 1. One of the seven angels having the seven bowls came. All right, these seven guys have been in the presence of Almighty God who is angry and is pouring out his wrath on planet Earth. So this guy has been in the immediate presence of the Almighty. He comes and speaks with John, the revelator, saying, come here, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute, the one sitting on, upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and those dwelling on the earth that have been made drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. This is the conclusion of false religion and false worship, idolatry, paganism. This is the conclusion of it and it all flows in and it has remained unstopped. So you have, you have the true worship of Yahweh, the true worship of God, and then all of the religions. And they all, have, they all have certain things in common. Man is inherently a religious creature. This is seen in every culture, in every historical era that we have discovered. A plethora of religious objects, of carved idols, all the way through human history. And the wonderful thing about the Bible is that the Bible takes us to the very beginning of, of creation, the universe. It shows us where we fit in and why we are created. It takes us all the way through the story of man and even takes us into the close of the age of man in our current state. No other, no other religion really does that. They've tried to do it, but they've proven to be They've been proven to be foolish. They'll say something is going to happen and it doesn't happen. They'll create 
They'll create certain monstrosities, of course, that, that are, are cast down, that has never come about. But in that story of man, we have a rather detailed story of the beginning of false religion. In the post-flood world especially. And it's found in Genesis chapters 10 and 11 with regard to the story of the Tower of Babel, Babel, Babel. In order for us to, uh, and this of course, this whole story is about mystery Babylon. So we take the very word and the word in the Old Testament is Babel, uh, Babel. We can go all the way back to Genesis chapters 10 and 11. And we can find that the beginning of nations and the beginning of different languages all came as a judgment of God upon man's unified attempt in false religion to create for himself deities, false gods, a false religion. And it all centered upon man. Now, there are interesting, Eusebius was a historian in years, decades, centuries gone by. He quotes other works, ancient works, and there's, there, there, are, there are interesting things that are said about uh, Nimrod, who is the main character of the rebellion at the Tower of Babel. In the ancient writings, one of the accounts is that Nimrod saw himself as someone who needed to be worshiped, saw himself as great. Now they possessed the promise they had in their knowledge bank what God had said about the seed of woman. And of course, the seed of woman, that promise, that character, the seed of woman, becomes the chief character of study in man's religion. It becomes perverted, uh, apparently, at the Tower of Babel, if you take into account these extra biblical accounts, these historic accounts, these traditions and so forth. One of them goes like this. Nimrod married the granddaughter of Noah. Who was, <laughs> take this for word, who was Noah, who was Nimrod's mother. He married his mother. <laughs> Nimrod, a very powerful personality at that point in time who had a great following of people in the world that existed, probably a very small population relative to today's population, still it was the world. He died. Her name was, according to the writings, her name was 
Samir Amis. In another tongue, she's called Samur Amut. Samir Amis began as a priestess for Nimrod, who was dead now, in order for her to maintain, I guess, in order for her to maintain relevancy among people, you know, one, one day she's like a queen and the high priestess and the next day the news is that Nimrod is dead. And so she says as a priestess that he actually was still alive but on a higher plane and that he had amalgamated with the sun and he sent her a sunbeam and impregnated her. <laughs> and she was carrying the seed of woman from a sunbeam sent by Nimrod who was now joined to the sun. So she carries around this baby and the baby's name is actually, the worship of this baby is actually condemned in the Old Testament. By Ezekiel, Jeremiah. So she has this baby. And she claims that her baby is the seed of woman. She calls her baby Tammuz. And later, in the development of other cultures... According to the writings of Eusebius and others, ancient writings, he becomes none other to other languages and cultures. He becomes Baal, Baal, Baal. And his symbol is he's a fish god because somehow Samir Amis. Turned into half a fish. She was a mermaid. Now I don't. I don't know why that's pertinent, frankly. Um, so, so now, Baal has a symbol which is a fish. In the ancient, ancient, ancient day, and Semiramis imposed upon the people. The worship of mother and child. A worship that has been a curse in mankind ever since. Such worship is condemned by the prophets in, in the uh, Old Testament. But this was according to ancient writings. And this is extra biblical. It's just something that's interesting. You can sort of think about that kind of stuff when you study the real word of God here. If that's all really the way it was, then the original mother and child worship was developed just after Nimrod died. And this false religion began to flourish because the concept of Tammuz, who was Baal, carried into other cultures. So they apparently carried it with them away from the 
the ziggurat, the worship tower, when they all left off this worship. Now, in cultures in, in the high mountains of South America, in, in the jungles of, of Mexico and down through Central America, even to Egypt, structures which have been proven to be religious worship structures, all looking something like pyramids, were established by cultures for religious purposes and practically all of them involved child sacrifice. So then around the world, in, in, in the most remote places, and you wonder how people ever got there, are these structures that are similar, believed to be patterned after the structure of the Tower of Babel, and all of them carried religious connotation. Many of them worshiping the child of the mother-child cult. This false worship, this man-made worship, carried through the generations and through the centuries and through the millennia. Now there were spin-offs to all of this. And other religions that have been spawned off of these, off of these original mother-child worship, Tammuz slash Baal worship, the temples that look like pyramids that have steps and you have to go up to the top and that's where the sacrifice of the child was made and so forth. All of them dealt with these priests who, who carried really the authority of life and death over people these very important men in, in their culture, in their society, in their day. This is seen around the world and that kind of thing changes a little here and there through the centuries. But still, elements of these, of, of man-made worship, um, of mother-child worship, of child worship, of child mistreatment, even abortion. To offer a baby right after it's born is really no different than taking a baby before it's born. I mean, this is no different. And all of this is a spinoff of pagan religions. And it just has moved through every society and culture in the world unchecked. And the smart leaders of empires and nations understood how to utilize this worship to their benefit. And so in so many cases, the the throne, the king, 
would be joined at the hip to the high priest of whatever, of, of, of whatever religion. This is seen in Egypt. It's seen in Samaria. It's, I mean, we, could, we could go on and on about this. Here's the point. Satan knows how to manipulate the religious heartstrings of humanity to draw them away from God and into something that is far more pleasurable but seems to satisfy the desire for religious activity. The Bible doesn't back away from that and calls this false religion prostitution. Spiritual prostitution in that and the word here, it's interesting, the word that's used for sexual immorality is it comes from pranea. Uh, and that speaks of fornication. It's a different word from the word adultery because these people have never sinned. I mean, have never been married. They are, they're nothing but sinners. They've known nothing but fornication in the sense that they've never been joined to the true and living God. Unlike the story of Israel and Judah in the Old Testament. So I will show you here the, now in the seventh bowl of wrath. Two things that have held mankind together apparently. Even in a lost state. Number one. His religious activity which was joined to political, to the political world. And number two, his economic activity. The punishment of the great prostitute sitting upon many waters. She's everywhere. You can look back through the history of mankind and go back as far as you want to go. And there's, there are always these, these false religions that have horrible practices that satisfy in some twisted way the desires of those who are the worshipers. And this is where Israel and then Judah really got off the path. They adopted these things for their own. Begin to enjoy that. Of course, God divorced Israel and put her away. So then, sitting upon many waters, everywhere, with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. Now we're coming into the contemporary time of this point of the tribulation. And those dwelling on the earth that have been made drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. Uh, it's not Barnhouse. I'm trying to think of the guy. He's been dead a long time. Famous commentary. Anyway, he writes of how through the years in the, in the various cultures, one of the important parts of a temple prostitute, a priestess, a temple prostitute to provide services for a worshiper was to give them a cup of wine that was mixed 
with, with medicines and drugs. And that was all part of, their, part of their worship. So, false religions will consume anything if it's unclean as long as it's connected to their worship anything other than the blessed and holy word of God give me that stuff and let me drink it to its last dreg so the unbelievers of the tribulation are crazed with a false religion that is the culmination of all the other religions of time and they all have their birthplace in Babylon we'll see that in a minute and so they've been made drunk and they're very happy with their religion, worshiping the Antichrist, the false religion, and their, their hatred of the tribulation believers, those who have not yet been killed. And the main group of those, of course, would be Israel, hiding in the mountains of Basra. Been made drunk with the wine of her sexual immorality. And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. Okay, so he takes John and the Holy Spirit takes them both. He, the Holy Spirit carries him to a desolate and lonely place. The world means a desert. The word means a desert. So it's a lonely place. He can concentrate on this. Nothing will bother him as he envisions what he's about to see. And I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet beast being full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. This, of course, is the prostitute sitting on a scarlet beast, and that's a color of royalty, probably means the Antichrist. He's carrying her along and she's enjoying the ride and she can, she can sort of guide him here and there when necessary. Being full of names of blasphemy. So you can imagine that everything of all time comes to rest in this final false religion and every name that God has been called Every blasphemous thing that has been said about the true and living God are on her. Full of names of blasphemy. Having seven heads. Now those are the seven empires. We'll talk about that next time, God willing. The seven empires who have troubled God's people. And ten horns. The ten horns are the contemporary Gentile force of this day, of the day of, of the tribulation here. So it rode through the empires of the world and the last one, the ten horns, the revived Roman Empire, if you want to say that, the ten toes. This woman on the scarlet, seven heads, ten horns has been everywhere at all times. This false religion has been everywhere at all times. 
You see, if you, the Bible is very clear. A relationship with the Creator is a thing of simplicity. It's not a thing of complication. It's a beautiful, wonderful, simple life. To rest in faith and to rest upon the Creator who saves us, who has provided for our sins. It's a very simple thing. But the nations and the empires through the years, of course, inspired by the dragon, have sought to control the spiritual lives of human beings. And they've done it. Doing it today. Seven heads, ten horns. So she's just having a big time, false religion, riding a scarlet beast, a color of, of uh, royalty, of riches, color of blood. And the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet. She's very wealthy, adorned with gold and precious stone and pearls. Holding a golden cup in her hand, being full of abominations and the impurity of her sexual immorality. And everybody's drinking it. Man, it looks so, these, these sparkling robes of false religion, the wealth of false religion... We are in a world today haunted by false religion. It's always been that way. It all comes to an, a culmination, uh, to the pinnacle of, of sin religiously. And that's when the true and living God will judge it, put it away. So this all has to do with the final bowl of wrath. A name was written upon her forehead. Babylon the Great. I've pointed this out before. The first time you see a form of the name Babylon is Babel, Tower of Babel, over in Genesis, the early part of man's history. It says of Nimrod, the beginning of his kingdom, he's a type of Antichrist and a false prophet, a false priest and so forth. The beginning of his kingdom was at Babel. Now you go through Exodus, Leviticus, and you go all the way through the Old Testament. You will never find the end of Babylon. The Medes and the Persians defeat the Babylonians, but Babylon continues and exists all the way through. As a matter of fact, when John wrote this, there was a city in the world called Babylon. But it wasn't the city of Babylon, it is Mystery Babylon of which he speaks. Now, Mystery Babylon is an evil, spiritually evil thing that plagues humanity religiously and socially. And when I say socially, I specifically mean economically. So that, so that people are 
forced into a system where, where humans are things of economics rather than the, rather than the pastoral, the, 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 the simplified life that we see God's people originally living. This is Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes. Every false religion can be traced back to the Tower of Babel. Many waters. This isn't just a city somewhere in Iraq or whatever. This is a, this is an evil uh, spiritual conglomerate that permeates every land, every nation, every generation since the Tower of Babel. The mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. People today in their, in their fallen state without Christ will claim to be irreligious and yet by what they do are following pagan rituals and practices. I don't have the time really to enumerate the way that happens. But you have a God of nature. You have a God of wine. You have a God of medicine. You have a goddess of wisdom. We could go on and on how they worship those things. Because that's what it is. That's what life is to me. This or that. This activity or that activity. Or, or, or in pursuit of this kind of behavior. Whatever. What they don't understand is that it all originated... With Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes. And they blindly are worshiping something and they don't, they'll deny it, but it doesn't matter. They're involved in that thing that originated as part of a worship somewhere. And it just continued on from there. And it becomes an abomination. And of the abominations of the earth. We're going to stop here. But this old gal on that beast is about to catch it. She's about to come to her end, but we'll we'll pick that up next time, okay? Let's pray. Father, we marvel at the beauty and truth of your word. And we can only pray that you'll teach us to hide your word in our hearts so that we won't sin against you. In Jesus' name, amen.